House of Run podcast. What are you into these days? Mostly running, Howard. Running. Yeah. Look at Bill! Look at Bill! Coming on! Coming on! I'm not thinking about making the team. I'm thinking about gold in Munich. What can I say? I got beat by a zebra. Starts now. Welcome back to the House of Run podcast. House of Run at gmail.com is our email address. I'm Kevin, joined by Jason. We are recording this on a Wednesday morning, February the 6th. And over the past couple of days, the lead story has changed constantly. If we recorded on Monday, we probably would have talked about one thing. Tuesday, an entirely different topic would have been at the front of the show, Jason. But instead, since it is Wednesday, we were left with a little gift yesterday on Twitter, which will dominate our discussion and track and field discussion, I think, for the next six to eight months or until Usain Bolt clarifies what exactly that tweet was about. Yeah, six six seconds, basically, of just uh, not even like, like barely a strider, like a, just like a warm-up, but he's on the track, and uh, that's, that's enough for all of us, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, yeah, I'm... You, you sent this to me. I didn't see this uh, originally, but then I was just—it was just immediate. Just like, oh, well, this—this this is all <laughs> that anyone's going to be be focused on, and rightfully so. I, I mean, obviously, this, this is not saying for sure like he's going to run, but man, it's—it's—it's it, it, a—it's a good sign, and like, but I don't think Bolt's the kind of guy who's just like, oh, you know, I feel like going to the track on my weekend and just. <laughs> Exactly. Kinda staying in shape. Like, that's not Usain Bolt. We know that. Um, you know, he did his his 40, um, tied the NFL record, and I think it's safe. You know, he was in sweats and sneakers, and also he wasn't in shape. Like, you know, he hasn't been training. I feel fairly confident saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. A couple running things in a week. I, I, I'm very excited. Comes after he decides to give up soccer. These, yeah. th- these things aren't coincidences. On the corkboard I have in my room with Polaroid photographs and string. Yes. Uh, shout out to Conspiracy Theory Dwight on this. It's all leading in one direction. And for the rest of the general population, the sports consuming general population, the most important Bolt 40 of the last couple of days was what he did at the Combine. Because they were like, OMG, Usain Bolt's fast. Isn't that crazy? Which... I got a kick out of, and it was fun. But for us, the track nerds, this seven seconds, or however many seconds, this 40 that he jogged on a track, it appears to be Jamaica, much more meaningful, because we already knew Bolt would be fast. So he's either really, really trolling us here, yeah, or there's something in the works. What did we put the Bolt odds of a comeback at? Like, when he actually retired. I know when he said he was leaving, I was very confident that that was not true. Mm-hmm. But I don't get any credit for that because I walked it back by the time he pulled up in the 4x1 in his last race on the track. And I was like, no, this is it. This is for sure it. He's not coming back. I thought Eaton was the beggar, the better, if you're going to pick a superhuman athlete to come back that retired right. in the last couple of years, it was him. But I don't remember, did we settle on any official odds of a comeback and what are the odds now you are you are in vegas you just wrapped the super bowl a lot of crazy stupid prop bets what were they and what are they 
Yeah, and also that seven second video was more exciting than the entirety of the Super Bowl. Um <laughs> by by a long shot. Exactly. Uh yeah, it's so I think I remember at the time, like we were both like kinda I think we were both like kinda like yeah, he's he's going to come back. But I don't know if that was just like wishful thinking at the time. Like I don't know if we if I actually believed it or like like there was part of me that did for sure, but it was just kinda like mm-hmm. I want Polt to come back and he's still, you know, fairly young, so like this is before seemed, he lost, right? Yeah, it mm-hmm. seemed like possible. Um, and then you know now with this, I mean, and we're you know what fourteen months away from world championships or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, two years actually. We have two years. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, it's like the never-ending st- story. You never really know where you are in terms of the chronology of the whole thing. Yeah, and you don't. I mean, Bolt is is such an enigma that it's so just like, who knows really what to believe with this? But like, it's. I mean, it's obviously creeping up. Um, for I, I don't even know how to put it. Put odds on it for give me, me. It's give like me a percent. Give me a percent. I'm going fifty percent. Right I'm going fifty. Wow. It's there's a there's a it's a fifty percent chance he comes back at this point. Okay, that's really high. It's really high. It's it's too high. But I don't know what else to say. Like I really because so one tweet can push it up from basically a one percent chance to fifty. I mean, he's wearing the, spikes. He's wearing spikes. Is he? he did. He already did one running event. You know, he did the forty, the NFL forty, which is you know something. He he did less serious races while he was an actual professional runner. That's true. Like, racing buses and whatnot, like doing an actual forty, is a little more competitive, I think. Um, and then you know, going out on the track. I mean, 50% is definitely too high, but I honestly don't know. I feel like with Bolt, like, it's just like, yeah, yeah, yes or no. Like, I don't know. Like, it's, it's, there's, there's equally chance of anything happening. I like to think in my mind, and by the way, I'm halfway done with an oral history on the seven second Twitter clip. Um, <laughs> already got that in the works. I like to think that, you know, Gatorade made him do that 40, mm-hmm. but he was not taking it seriously, just wandered in. Ran it in sweats and loafers, and then thought to himself, "Man, I'm still fast. Right? I'm still fast. I can still do this. My hamstring's healed. I'm not that old. I could come back." And then, and then that would be the thing that would bring the greatest of all time back would be him <laughs> running a football forty and realizing what we all knew all along. I, I'm trying not to get. I'm trying to be realistic here because I thought boredom would be the thing that would bring him back, but that was pre-2017. I thought he'd retire, and then it would be similar to Michael Phelps' retirement talk, where every time he was retired, and then he's, eh, no, okay, I'll do one more Olympics because winning is awesome, and gold right. medals are awesome, and that's just what he'd do. But then when he got beat, and I saw the last season, everyone's like, well, he really was checked out in 17 because he was planning on 16 being the last year. And this is a long time coming. But he's at like a legit track practice wearing legit track clothing. And he's striding out in a way that looks like he's warming up for a workout. Like this isn't – of all the things, this is – we're doing – we're engaging in gross overreaction. I get that. Of course. Yeah. But but on the spectrum, it's not like he's chasing his nephew across the playground and we're like, I don't know, Jason. Emergency (laughs) podcast time. (laughs) <laughs> Bolt ran from slide slide to slide in 3.2 seconds. That's Andy Murray level acceleration. 
By the way, what's the what's the I was thinking about this. What's the protocol on emergency pods if he does come back when the news comes in? Is that like a week? We have to do like a week of solid emergency yeah, pods. Yeah, I mean that's man, the second it's if it's announced, like this yeah, the second he would he would announce that, I think it's uh, yeah, I, at that point, I'm turning. You know, I'm uh, we're, we're calling on the phone, and we're just not even hooking up equipment. Like it's just it's streaming live to the world. I don't even know how to do it, but we're gonna do it. Um, Nine days. Okay, okay. So here's here's the other side of things. Here's why this could be nothing. If he is gonna do it, do you feel like this would be the rollout? I feel like it would be something bigger, and uh, you know, obviously, it will be something bigger. But I think the first hint wouldn't be this. Was that, now, yeah, you're, you're a you're a Jordan historian, mm-hmm. and then this is an appropriate parallel. Okay, yeah, left, I'm back. Yeah, the well, exactly. So left for two, you know, we did another sport, came back, but Jordan, his comeback was the best in terms of how he announced it. Like literally, I'm back. Right, that was the right. That's that, yeah, that was it. Different era then, but were there hints back then? I'm guessing he was in the gym at some point shooting. And right. If there was Twitter and stuff back then, like there's no, yeah, like there would have been some stuff about it, right? I'm guessing. I just don't know how under wraps it was before. I don't know if David Fox sending out the I'm back was the first and only thing that and people were like, oh my gosh, it's back. Or if people in the know who were following along was like, okay, yeah, this, this comeback is planned. Jordan doesn't seem like he does things on a whim. Right. But I, I've never met the man. Yeah, that's well. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's a fair point. Um, I mean, uh, Bolt could, you know, I'm sure he loves all this intrigue. Like he could be absolutely just trolling everybody. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, that's I, I don't think that's an impossible situation because you know, hey, he loves attention and he deserves attention because he's he's the best ever. And but I just. I don't know him just going to to do a track workout. I mean, it could be absolutely nothing, and maybe he's going to do some other sideshow type race. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, I have no idea, race somebody or some in robot or something. I don't know, but or he's like, you know what? I really want that NFL combine record. I'm going to go back <laughs> to this. Um, but yeah, it's it's. Who knows? I mean, he he could be, and he could love building the intrigue, and then something something happening. Uh, I mean, if 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 Bolt, you know, tomorrow comes out and says, "Yes, I'm I'm coming back. I'm going to try to run this year, and then you know, finish off with the Olympics next year." I mean, I think he could medal. I don't know if I think he's a gold medalist at mm-hmm. this point. Uh, I mean, who knows? I mean, if, if Christian Coleman could be really really good i mean he is really really good but like if he's a really legit nine seven guy i don't think bolt like gets down to that again but i still would take bolt to run nine eights over that group of 12 guys who are at nine nines interesting i don't know i i I mean what what would you bet on him meddling let's let's not even say this year in the world but like next year in the olympics yes yeah i don't know how you couldn't but the last Gold. Well, the last time he ran, so the last time he ran nine seven nine or faster mm-hmm. was twenty fifteen. It's a long way away in a legal in a legal setting. But I mean, we don't know how. We don't really know how banged up he was that last year. There's all these you know, stories about he's just basically doing enough to win, right? 
Yeah, he what yeah is, he never really had someone pushing him faster than that. If, see, if you told me in if you told me in 2015 or 2016, oh yeah, Bolt's going to be able to run, but in the next Olympics, if you told me in 2016, in the next Olympics, Bolt's going to be able to still manage a nine seven eight, would I be surprised? No. Right. So I, I mean, he's so he is obviously the most talented yeah sprinter ever. So it's not well, and if and, all and, the and health, if he can run nine sevens, he could he could win gold. But and if all the health things got sorted out, then. Who knows? Here's a safer. Here's where I might be closer to fifty percent than you. Mm-hmm. Is if he's just gonna run a leg on the relay? Yeah, that. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. I, at the same time, man, Jamaica. I mean, I guess they might have space there that, for him. They well, might yeah, make room for him. That that definitely yeah would help because I mean, right now they're way he's, behind the U.S. Well, he just like, no, he's just gonna scare the U- U.S. into dropping the baton. Right. And then they probably, gotta, and then you just got to worry about Great Britain. Yeah, that's probably probably true because yeah, the you know we've mentioned Jamaican sprint name is not that strong right now, um, particularly on the men's side. Uh, but I mean, I like that this is at least a possibility, and uh, you know, of course we're overreacting to it because it's Usain Bolt. It's yeah, it is the Michael Jordan. It is that that kind of level of thing. By the time this comes out, this may have already been shot down. In which case, oh, probably. But I'm going to go down with the ship here because I was very excited. The other thing, it's, you know, Coleman ran 979 last year. Yeah. That was, that was the only time anybody was under 98 last year. So it's not like that's happening with regularity. So Yeah. The, no, it's, absolutely. It's, it's, I a, mean, it's that's... a completely different era than it was when Bolt was there in terms of times it takes to win. You know, the next fastest after that was a nine eighty seven after Coleman's nine seven nine. I mean, and I mean there is that thing if all of a sudden, you know, I mean, I think Christian Coleman's going to be more of a continuous, you know, nine sevens, nine low nine eights kind of guy. But all of a sudden Usain Bolt's lining up next to you Oof. or right there. Like that <laughs> we've seen people fall we People fall apart. Justin Gatlin fell apart. I mean, a soft pal. I don't know if that was anything to do with Bolt. That might have just been a soft pal. But like, there's something about that guy lining up that just can maybe get in your head. Maybe Coleman's immune to that. I honestly have no idea. But that's that's something to to be considered. Certainly, and I think that would be part of it, right? Like, I'm going to come in here, and just my mere presence is going to impact the field Mm -hmm. and then if he's even slightly better than how good he was in 2017 then look i mean barely lost that race we were we were comparing him to historical bolt we weren't even saying oh win the race we're saying well what's your time going to be and how much are you going to win by right yeah maybe he's coming back because he has a losing record to Christian Coleman, and he wants to rectify that. Because Coleman is one and zero lifetime against Usain Bolt. It's very he's, true. Maybe maybe Bolt's scared to line up against Coleman. He sees him there, and he's like, "Man, I don't know if I can compete with this." He's guy. the only. He's the Our only dong? person. It's gonna hang in my head. <laughs> what about the two hundred? Two hundred, and and I always thought you know Bolt was a, even better at the two, which right? Maybe, maybe, I mean, it's semantics, I guess, but. But yeah, I mean, it's you have Noah Lyles, who's scary. But I think Bolt can. I mean, if Bolt like really trained, I think he could run mid nineteens. 
you know, mm-hmm. f- five, four, five, six, somewhere in that range. Like, who knows? Um, and Coleman, we, or not Coleman, uh, Lyles, we know can run in that range as well. But I don't know anybody else who's going to do that. So, I mean. What's a tougher gold? 100 against Coleman or 200 against Lyles? That's, yeah, see, that's tough. I mean, right now it's almost a coin flip to me. Um, but I th- I think there's a good chance that Bolt can end up slightly better in the two than the one. So I might go with a two just because it, mm-hmm. it just always seemed like, you know, Bolt's not the best starter, and but then he's, you know, just so long and strong and just does like create, you know, just runs the two so well. So I, th- I think maybe his he can get to a better spot in the two maybe. Mm-hmm. Before we move on, what were your thoughts on the other 40 here, in? The Combine 40. The Combine 40. I mean, I love that he did it. And even when he did that, like, I did not really, you know, no, I don't think too many people were, were freaking out about Bolt comeback or anything like that. Um, but I love that. Yeah. Like, I mean, like we said, it, you know, he's wearing sneakers, he's sweatpants. You know, I'm sure the training he's been doing has been minimal at best. Maybe, um, he, maybe he started a month ago on the comeback. Yeah. And this I was mean, a maybe mile. that it's possible, but. You know, basically just like, yeah, I'm Usain Bolt, so I'll just jump into this and, you know, ties the record. Um, and that's like, yeah, of course he did. I mean, like, that, I love that he did that just for fun because it's like, yeah, he's just, he should. I, 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 I you know, we always talk about like what actual runners would do, but this is Bolt. So some people are going to be like, oh, see, Bolt, like, he was only as fast as the fastest guy, like, you know, but like, it's like the dude couldn't have been in like a worse conditions to try to run something really fast, mm-hmm. but of course he's still is Usain Bolt. So I, I think it was fun. I, I even if it, <clears throat> it has nothing to do with you know he's never coming back or doing anything else. Like I like if he does like random stuff like this. I saw people making comments about whether or not the timing was legit, and I just thought, well, it doesn't really matter because everybody believes it was legit like the time's out there at that point four two two so it's stuck in everybody's head and that's the case with every football 40 nobody knows what's real and what's fiction when you compare them to combines and pro days and back in the day bo jackson ran it in 2.6 seconds and how to pass from uncle rico because he's so fast he ran all the way up over the mountains and caught it (laughs) nobody everybody's just doing guesswork on all this stuff but yeah People were impressed by it, which was in- interesting to me. And people needed more proof that Bolt is Bolt. I, the clothes combined with the time off, presumed time off. Maybe he's like been doing secret training with like Yuki Kawuchi or something. And he's right. like, I realized the flaw. The first time I <laughs> went through my career, I didn't take training seriously. I'm going to tra- change that. He just May- comes back. Bolt announces he's running the London Marathon. What if Bolt comes back and runs every Diamond League this year? <laughs> <laughs> just LaShawn merits everything. Just, just becomes what we always wanted him to be. Uh, oh, that would be so amazing. But runs like nine, like he runs like, you know, 995 and everything. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. I'd still take it. I'd take it in a heartbeat. Oh, That'd be amazing. 100%. Absolutely. Let's talk U.S. Cross. Yeah. Jason, Shelby Houlihan. Her range gets even rangier, as they say. Wins the wins the U.S. title. That's her eighth U.S. title in a row. 
So let's count these going back. You guys can follow along at home. So 2019 U.S. Cross, that's one. You still with me, Jason? It's got, I, I, one. Okay. 2018, outdoor 5,000 and outdoor 1,500. Okay, that's that's three then. 2018 indoor, she won, she doubled there too. I don't remember if it was the mile or the two mile because they always do weird things in indoors. So it's one and two. Okay, so that's five. 2017 outdoor, 5,000. That's six. That's six. That's six. Yep. And then 2017 indoor, she swept both of them, both the distance races there too. So that's <sighs> seven, eight. And you beat Molly Huddle in a cross country off you know road road not road race but cross country <laughs> race like this is like that's that's her territory and she mm-hmm. beat her pretty good too i mean huddle finished second uh won by you know eight eight and a half seconds uh that's i mean we know hulahan's great there's there's no doubt about that um but that's that that, that like to me the fact that huddle like she she beat huddle soundly is mm-hmm. the most impressive part just because we know how just huddle doesn't lose these races Certainly mm-hmm. against you know just U.S. women. I mean, she she does well against international competition, but against uh, just a U.S. field, this is this is like her completely her wheelhouse. And, and you know, Huddle's been running the marathon, so like, well, and she's training for a marathon too. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like that that definitely is different. But I still still would have thought that um, Huddle would have won. But yeah, Houlihan is just. I mean, we know she's great, and she's just looking really, really, really strong. This is a if people go and compete at world cross this is going to be a very interesting women's team yeah you know we, it's too bad Hull's not going but i get why she's not going and then alfine tulimuk who is fourth is also running a marathon so she's not going but you still get Houlihan, mariel hall amy craig courtney frerichs kersha Swizer, and stephanie bruce top four score on your team at world cross that's pretty good. solid that's right really like good. this is a cool like if you could have made this the the dream race here, I, you'd probably want to throw Emily Sisson in there, especially off of her 67-minute uh, half. Mm. You'd want to show Jenny Simpson in there just because. Emma Coburn, you'd want to put in there. Just, I feel like she'd be strong at 10,000. Yeah. Frerix is as well, too. Probably a couple others that I'm missing. Maybe, you know, throw, throw Shalane Flanagan in there for good measure. Um but other than that, this was like that's a lot of names right there. Yeah, it's it's a really yeah really really deep good field. I mean, yeah, I think the if you had, I mean, the, the team alone like you just mentioned is really good. But I mean, yeah, if you threw in like the the best case scenario, I mean, granted, if you did that best case scenario for other countries, that would look really good as well. Yeah, true, but, true. Um, still, you know, if it was, but as is, yeah, I think that's I think that's really good. And and Houlihan is. She got a shot for the win. Three oh two last K. Three oh two last right. kilometer split. Yeah, if it's not something like where someone just decides to like marry Kitani and run away from everybody, mm-hmm. like I mean, if she's if she's there the last K, you know, like me, like it's, it's like some sort of group. I don't, I don't know. I, she has a really good shot. She's so obviously closes so so well. This is a hilly one. In Denmark, remember they run on the roof, and yes, on the, and on the museum. <laughs> Bauer, if they all go, Bowerman Track Club women will have fun. Oh, Enfield was the other one. If she's healthy, right now she's she's not healthy, but she would be an interesting one too. Because then you got a lot of medalists, you got a lot of, a lot of top five global marathon finishers 
on your team. It's just cool to see everybody in one race, and that's really only going to happen in cross country because it's not going to be like, hey, guys, everybody run the 5K. So, well, no, I'm a marathoner. I run the 1500, but like cross, everybody came out and did it. But it could be five of six for Bowerman uh, in there if they all, if that group all accepts. And then on the men's side of things, it could be five of six for Scott Simmons's group, that American Distance Project. And they didn't have Chalimo. If they had Chalimo, they could have gone six for six. So as is, Kip Chirchir gets the win. Emmanuel Bohr, Leonard Career, Hillary Bohr, Stanley Cabini. Scott Fobble got the last spot, but he's running a spring marathon, so it's going to go to Mason Furlick, who is seventh. But no surprise there to me that they were that dominant the American distance project guys and no surprise that Kip Cheers right up front. I think this team could be in that metal hunt as well too. Top three, depending on who gets set. I mean, I'm just assuming Jeffrey Cam is going to go because they never take his name off the list. He just, right. He's permanently on the list. <laughs> Don't know who Ethiopia is sending this United States team. Pretty solid. Yeah, it, it's certainly solid. Uh, yeah. I think they. I mean, they would have a, certainly a shot. At, at meddling um yeah i wouldn't pick them to to win or anything but um yeah if you say top three like i, I mean ethiopia and kenya are obviously going to be very good but you're not never sure exactly who they're sending but after that um i think they could compete with just about anybody you want to talk some flat track world records <laughs> yeah no sound on this right we can't do sound on a flat track world yeah it, yeah i mean it, don't get me wrong like you know we we were, I don't like the world best thing. Like to me, world best are world records. But like, if we're we're when we're getting to the point where flat track versus you know bank track, like that's it's a little much. Especially like when they run times that they just like ran a week ago. Yeah, exactly. So Murphy goes one forty five ninety two, and then Ajay Wilson one fifty nine twenty six. Which the, hey, great. great times. Yeah, like like really good and murphy's looking really solid obviously like had two 145 nines um yeah. you know I- indoors in a row so that's certainly looking like he's he's getting back to normal um Aji wilson can run 159 anywhere any like literally any surface i assume mm-hmm. i a swamp record probably <laughs> um so i'm not uh i'm not surprised by that and hey good for the flat track world record i i have no idea what that actually means but like as far as like how often do people even race on the flat track uh compared but still it's good i have no idea what it means all i know is kyrie irving takes it very seriously (laughs) (laughs) oh that's a good joke well done chaz went 355 yeah he ran 353 in this meet last year the week before he ran 349 yeah, if you're if you're scoring at home and trying to make some Milrose extrapolations because he's running in the Wanamaker Mile uh, this weekend, that'll be fun. Yeah, who you got in that race? You got him. You got Yomif Kajelka. Murphy's in there. Oof. Nick Willis, Craig Engels, Robbie Andrews, Oliver Hoare, Josh Kerr. A lot of names. It's a good. It's it's, it's going to be a very very fun race. Kajelka looks so good right now. He's um, going for I, it. I, I think he has to be the favorite, uh, but. Man, Cheserek could run something really fast as well. And then you throw in all those other guys. I mean, that's Willis has run like what forty three of these in a row. He's... Yeah. <laughs> so I'm assuming he's going to finish like second or third. He seems to be like right up there every single year. Um, but Murphy's yeah, Kajel- an interesting one to watch too, just because he's so 
he seems really fit right now. Yeah, and I always thought he was more, I mean, stupidly probably. I, I thought he would be like a better 1,500-mile guy. Um, so, I, I, I mean, I think he'll be right up there. But, yeah, Kajelka Kachesarek, I think, is the ultimate. But Kajelka looks just, you know, what he's done so far. He'll be, he's obviously the guy to beat. 348-45, Garouge's record. <clears throat> he, he wants it. The Nike mm. Project made a video where he said he wants it. What do you think? I think he just missed. I think he. I think he runs 349 or maybe even 348 high. But I don't. Do you think, think multiple it. people could break 350? Because Kajelka think, going out that hard is gonna it's gonna string it out real nice. Right. I think At, two. I think definitely two could. I mean, I guess more than that, maybe. But because um, only four people have done it in history, so it would be pretty wild if two wow. did it in the same race. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, it. it it, that, that that's possible for sure. I mean, I I'd say I'll, I'll take Kajelka under three fifty for sure. But yeah, I think he I think he's just outside of the record though. Okay, yeah, that's it'll be fun. So the American record Bernardo Legat has at three forty nine eighty nine. Depending, I mean, that's a that's there for Murphy. It's obviously very very challenging, but again, the three forty five nine. After another 340, I mean, back-to-back 345s is 145, solid. 145, yeah. 145, sorry. Yeah. 345s is what I am running right now. So. <laughs> uh, let's just go. Let's, we're going in reverse chronological order here. Yeah. With, with Milrose. Women's eight, so the aforementioned Ajay Wilson. Uh, I had a random opportunity yesterday to talk to Ajay Wilson. Oh, okay. Uh, and someone said, hey, what do you think of a flat track world record? And I said, hey, 159, what's that convert to on a bank track, you think? And she's like, we'll find out on Saturday. And I was like, you are absolutely right. <laughs> so there you go. There's some, there's some inside information. Right. There you go. Okay. Um, yeah. And I mean, yeah, I have no idea what the, yeah, what the conversion is on something like that. Um, it's quite sizable. Is it? I mean, it's quite I, I, mean so, I, know it, I know it would make a difference, but I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm curious, I guess. How when much, you look, but. so the, the reason you know relative conversions is because they use them for the NCAA, right? Because the NCAA indoor season is all tracks aren't created equal. Not all the schools have the wherewithal to get to all these different places to run on certified tracks. So they'll, they'll convert things for altitude and they'll convert things for a flat track. Um, so they would, I'm trying to, it's tough when you don't have an exact thing and I don't have the percentage in front of me, an exact one-to-one match. But let me just give you an example here uh, from Tifers of someone who ran at that meet. So uh, here's a 140, a 149.22. This is obviously the men. Mm-hmm. A 149.22 was converted down to a 147.68. Wow. So... Second and a half? Yeah. So that would put Wilson at least in the 158s. Very That's, easily. Uh, Someone can yeah. figure out the percentage and who's smarter than me. I'm trying to find a... See if I can find a women's eight. I just don't know if there were any like women's eight times that were there in the collegiate side of things. Oh, here we go. The first one. So Martha Bissa, who was in that race, ran 203.99, and that converted down to a 202.58. So 
So you're talking, yeah, that's second half. Yeah, yeah second second and a half fish. Yeah, I mean that that's that's more than I would have thought. I mean, I knew obviously there was a difference, but yeah, that's that's bigger than I would have guessed. Well, and that would put her in because she had the American record, right? And then it got taken away after the the tainted meat. So let's look at U.S. indoor. American. Re- I just want to see if we're gonna play the song next week, Chase. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's important. Oh, it would be Lipsy from that same race, one fifty-eight sixty-four. I think that's gone. Yeah, I agree. And that's gone. I think she's gonna flip the bat, and walk off, out of the armory with the title. Yeah, that's good. And then, yeah, on the men's side, you have Brazier running again against Saruni. Yeah, that Wendell, one jumped out at me Swinsky. too. So that's yeah, that's eight hundreds are looking good, and then of course the miles. Yeah, women's women's mile, Klosterhoff insanity continues. Yeah, there, I th- I think she's the she's the hot hand. She's an interesting pick. Um, I think well, I think she's a safe pick. Kate Grace is in there. Her and Quigley ran really close last year. Katie Mackey, watch out for those you don't pay attention too much to the collegiate side of things. Danae Rivers from Penn State just re- she broke the collegiate record in the thousand. Okay, you might be like, all right, whatever. But then she ran two oh two after that. So and she has experience in both the mile and the and the eight. So watch her in that mile. I think Klosterhoffen will get the win, but Rivers could run something pretty quick there too. Uh Caitlin Tui's running the high school mile. Uh I pick her to win. <laughs> Bold. Yeah. What else do we got here? <clears throat> Women's three, Coburn, men's eight, you mentioned. Frazier and Saruni. There's a stealth record attempt there, too, I think. Yeah. Well, I just think that men's 800 indoor marks, it's beatable. Yeah, and and Brazier is obviously in very good shape as well. Yeah, 145 dead. He's run 145-1 before. Mm -hmm. He ran, what did he run earlier this year? 145-9, right, in that same race. Yeah. Exactly. I think you do it. Saruni, depending on what tactics he pulls off, yeah. he could be the perfect person to chase. Yeah. Uh, or he could not be. He could be the least uh, the least best option, as we say. Uh, 60 hurdles, men's and women's. You got Nelvis and Manning in there for the women, which should be fun. Um, the 60, the return of English Gardner for the women. Oh, yeah. Should be good meet. I'm excited to check it out. Obvi- you know, obviously the highlights are always more middle distance focused, just because the way indoor works. So to be clear, no world record, but you think two under three fifty. That's an interesting pick. I'm betting on Kajelka under there, and then I think someone could be dragged. I, I think Ch- Cesarek or I mean okay. that'd be huge for Murphy. I, I don't I don't know if I'd pick Murphy to do it, but it's it's he's obviously in very good shape. Have you ever converted a flat track 800 to a bank track mile one week later? Jason? Always, always. Have you ever this done the is... old Winston-Salem to New York City conversion? <laughs> yeah, this is, I mean, it's, it's already guaranteed, basically. Yeah. Man, I hope Kajoko does it, though. That would be awesome. Uh, you, you fans of, well, collegiate track, especially. We've got a lot of meets on flow track this weekend, too. Uh, the BU meet, the one last year where Chez ran... Under 350, there's going to be a fast on Friday night, men's 5,000 with Ryan Hill, Mark Scott. Some of the Bowerman folks will be in that one. 
uh, Iowa State Classic, Husky Classic, Texas Tech Shootout, and Don Kirby from Albuquerque, which last year, Chez, that's when he gave notice because he ran that mile at altitude, like a three was a 354 at altitude or something. And like, all right, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you don't believe in conversions, you've been to Albuquerque and tried to breathe the air while running. <laughs> that's, that's a little more relatable. Uh, so lots, lots of stuff going on this weekend. And then we're basically at less than a month of indoor to go. Wow. Because NCAAs are like um, um, four weeks from this weekend. And that's after the pro season's done by then because they go longer than the pros. And then you mentioned it before, then it's just nine more months <laughs> until world, world champs kick off. It's coming kind of quickly. It's faster than you ever could have dreamed. Let's go to email. Yeah. Houseofrun at gmail.com. People took my fake message not to email in because we got too many emails too seriously. I mean, we got some. But yeah, we still got we still got a solid amount, I think. Pers- I just still want to know what happened last week. I want to know what sort of message got sent out subliminally or otherwise there where everybody got motivated to to email. Anyway, here's Paul in Columbus. Uh, when you guys mentioned how much you wanted Bolt to open a restaurant, now that he's retired from soccer, I immediately remember that before... A vacation to Jamaica a few years back, I discovered that Bolt actually already has a restaurant in Kingston. Usain Bolt's tracks and records serves, quote, authentic Jamaican, end quote, food, along with an array of Bolt-themed memorabilia and merchandise. The restaurant's theme is a mix of music and running. Tracks equals running tracks and tracks on an album. That's smart. Records equal world records, vinyl records. If you want to bring the experience closer to home, there are franchise opportunities available on the website. Ooh. This is, man. There's this one thing our, I know about entrepreneurship. Here is that investing in a restaurant always works. It's so always a good I, idea. Hey, Austin's hot, man. I think they need Usain Bolt's tracks and records. It actually, it's a cool concept, though. I do enjoy the... That's a good I mean, theme. It's yeah. A solid theme. I mean, I don't know exactly what authentic Jamaican food is, um, but... Uh, oh, I'm sure know. it's delicious. I, oh, I, I have zero doubt. Like, I'm, I want to have it, and I want to go to Usain Bolt's restaurant. Um, but he needs to be focused on the comeback now, though. All that true. stuff it's is all post twenty twenty. Yeah, everything we said last week about what he's going to do. Now that he's retired, retired, all gone. Everything we've said before about how oh whatever, um, we're tired of the soccer stories. Totally not true. Yep, taking nope. all back. <laughs> Let's go to Brian, emailer formerly from Raleigh, but now from Pennsylvania. Drink. Hey guys, the USATF Cross Country Championships this past weekend had one of the most stacked women's races that I can remember in U.S. history. The number of Olympians, world team members, American record holders, and collegiate record holders was unlike any race in the U.S. that I've seen. Hopefully you guys got one, guys or one of the listeners can find a deeper women's U.S. race. I can't think of one. Can you, Jason? Mm, I, don't, I don't think so. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. As the conductor of the Molly Huddle hype train, the driver of the Huddle shuttle, I was obviously picking her for the win. The Hulan Humvee strikes again. Her last 700 meters or so was so impressive. She put eight seconds on Molly in that span. It's a shame that Huddle will be skipping World Cross. Do you think that Hulan can replicate her BTC teammate Shalane Flanagan's 2011 performance at Worlds and snag a medal? Yes. Yes. Down in North Carolina, 
Clayton Murphy bettered his indoor PR from Boston last week on a flat track. Do you think him or Brazier can get Johnny Gray's indoor world rec- or indoor record this year? Yes, as yeah. well. As always, Brian is ahead of the curve on this. Right. Regarding <laughs> exactly. Chief's voicemail from last week, my understanding is that Oregon that the Oregon Project BTC fierce rivalry was truly sparked in 2010 when Selinski made his 10K debut and snagged the American record in the incredible fashion, running 26:59 with a 156 last 800. The race was billed as an American record attempt for Rupp. Apparently, Nike was even producing a documentary about Rupp breaking the record. That was all scrapped when Selinski stole the show. I may be remembering this incorrectly, but maybe somebody else can provide more insight. Mm. Regards, that is Brian, the emailer, formerly from Raleigh, but now from Pennsylvania. Drink. That happened with the documentary and Selinski running that fast and Rupp running the record. I don't know if that was the genesis for the disagreement. I think it's more broadly just two really competitive, well, the two most competitive for a while. I guess you could say some other groups are, depending on the event, jockeying right. for a position, but they're in the same parking lot, right? Yeah. So, and, and as they say on those cheesy pre- promos before Rivalry Week on ESPN, familiarity, Jason, breeds contempt. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Love That's thy neighbor? Them. More like hate thy no. That's not the promo. <laughs> I, th- I mean, I think you're right. I think that's more to do with you know the the how close they are together. Um, I mean, maybe this was you know just one of the many things that that kind of sparked it as well. But I do love the idea that like they'd be really mad because like Rupp was supposed to get a record and then the other runner just ran really well. Like, yeah, being mad at him for ruining the documentary. Like, I I, I actually want that to be the reason because it would be yeah. so petty and like ridiculous. Uh, so that'd be kind of fun. I yeah, there's been a lot of things like with Selinsky when Selinsky was there too. There was, I remember some some back and forth because like Rupp would Rupp entered a race and then he withdrew and this is when Selinsky was really on fire that year and I, yeah, I just think they're ultra competitive. Those guys were competitive going back to college, Wisconsin uh, and Oregon. They had a they had a really close NCAA race mm-hmm. together. I think just throughout time, it's just. They're they're two different, you know. They're on the same place, but they're just operating in two different spheres. And I think philosophically, there's a big difference because, uh, well, we already, you know, the reputation of Alberto is ever the tinkerer, right, and doing all these different bells and whistles. Uh, obviously, some think he's doing more than bells and whistles. Yes. And on the on the flip side of that, uh, we don't know too much about Jerry Schumacher's training with Bowerman because they're. He's he is especially uh, very reserved and doesn't give a lot out. But from what we gather, it's a lot more just like low key basic stuff. Like they do altitude, but it's not nearly uh, the same amount of um, extra stuff. So I, I think philosophically they're on a different page too. And I mean, so Schumacher comes from Wisconsin to do this group, right? And then Brit- and then a bu- gets a whole bunch of Wisconsin athletes with him. So they're located in Portland, but they have this Wisconsin DNA. Now that's you know shifted and changed a little bit, but it just goes. They were di- they were different from the beginning, and Salazar's groups always evolved, right? I mean, in the beginning, it was this way to get Americans on the podium, and that worked obviously. But now they have a lot of international athletes too. 
We got an email here from someone named Owen who wants us to try odorless socks and talk about them on the podcast. <laughs> and your your response was what? Uh, yeah, I mean, if if you want us to review some socks, you need to send us some free socks. Like, yeah. sorry, Owen. Like, I just want to throw that out there. Um, yeah, I think apparently, this is a mass, mass email. I don't know if we're, I don't, oh, I, I don't think he listens. They did a crowdfunding thing at Indiegogo. Yeah, no, I'm sure he doesn't listen. Um, because if but if he does, send Jason some socks. Yeah, I mean, because then I'll, hey, then we'll review them. But like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna buy your socks to review your socks. Like, come on, man. <laughs> That's not how it works. Because Kevin has his his Puma socks is his go to. So I mean, if you want to get him off of his off of his set, you know, thing. You, yeah. You you need to send some more away. Well, those are finally wearing out by the way they have holes they have holes in several locations so either i need to re-up or basically i'm I'm an unrestricted free agent coming up here wow i will i will take you know whatever socks that people throw my way the ones you gave me for my wedding are still still holding strong i'd hope because that was was that two years ago year and a half ago a year and a half yeah a little less than a half time flies when Someone in your wedding party fell out of a tree during a photo. You really, <laughs> really lose track of time. But the the ones I've had have been uh, ten, not ten years, five years maybe. Wow! I mean, it's a good run great. for socks. Oh, great run for socks. I'm also really lazy, and they probably should have replaced them a while ago. Let's go to Alex, the former mediocre sprinter. Yes, gentlemen. I was also at the Reggie to see the New Balance Indoor Grand Prix. I echo most of the comments already read aloud on last week's pod. But I also want to throw a plug in for a third national record that was broken in the women's mile. Sweden. Sweden, hmm. Jason. Okay. Uh, Yolanda Garambe. says, Jason, you have no shot at this. None. Uh, pronunciation. Shattered the previous record running four. 28.50.30. Let me try that again. 428.30 for fifth place. She currently runs for Sweden and the Atlanta Track Club Elite. That is from Alex. And it's important to pay attention to Swedish records, people. Just because Mondo, if he's taught us nothing, Swedish records could turn into American records before your very eyes. That's that's very so true. I don't know if 428 would be a, a, an American record, though. That's the only problem. But. It would not. <laughs> but if, she, if Yolanda keeps improving... Hey. Could Garambe. Be Garambe. Okay, I got that. But Nailed he's right. It, he he had, I mean, you said it, and he also had a, yeah, a pronunciation guide on here. Because if I would have just seen it, I would have just panicked and left the podcast. I'm very appreciative of the pronunciation guide. Yeah, you, you're pretty good, or at least you, you can fake, like you know mm-hmm. what's going on. You Whereas going. I am just like tried I, I try really hard but i just it's so clear i do not know what i'm doing you just drive a bulldozer right through it that's what i do yeah andy in korea soon to be moving back to the u.s drink i think so you've been to korea okay. jason i haven't korea looks cool though hey guys andy here loyal listener since 2013 semi-frequent emailer in the past but silent for maybe a year now despite my silence i haven't missed an episode and they've all been great as always I must apologize for not writing last week like everyone else. I had no idea it was the all-listener write-in week. Tears. <laughs> anyway, I noticed that Dathan Ritzheim entered into Boston this year as he is one of my favorite marathoners and keep my fingers crossed that he performs well this year. Of course, with his injury issues in the past, who knows if he'll even make it to the start. Therefore, I would love to hear you give odds on the following. You want to do odds Ooh. on these, Jason? Oh, the yeah, odds. I'll try. One, Ritz making it to the start line of Boston. Oh, man. Uh, 
Let's say 50-50. Ritz finishing Boston. Oh, let's say 25. Ritz finishing in the top 10. So if he finishes, right. his odds of finishing top 10 are, are decent. Um, so if, we're, if I'm at a base of 25% that he's actually going to finish the race, um, then I will say 18%. 18%? Yeah. Okay. Maybe 15. Next yeah. one. Ritz finishing as the top American. I'll read the top of, yeah, of the say, American. Please let me know what else is in here. Yeah. So Ritz, Abdi, Jeffrey Eggleston, Jared Ward, Elkanah Cabet, Timothy Ritchie, Shadrach Biwat, Scott Fobble, Aaron Braun, Brian Schrader. All right. The, the barely below the. I mean, if he finishes top 10, mm-hmm. he's very likely either the first or second American. 15%. Ritz making the 2020 Marathon Olympic team. Hey, we know he's run sub 212, he says. I mean, if you told me, hey, Ritz is going to be healthy from here through the trials, like, his odds, like, he'd have a shot, for sure. Um, yeah. God, but, but I mean, just him being able to run <coughs> healthy for a year straight, which is basically what he'll need to do. Yeah. I mean, I'll give him a fifteen percent chance to do that. Fifteen? Yeah. Uh, uh, that's I had, a, I had the number twenty in my mind. Okay. Because yeah. I mean, that's it's so open. It's so open after up. We don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah, he absolutely is good enough to. I, I mean, I I think you know if if I say fifteen, the eighty five percent like like eighty percent of that or seventy five percent of that is health. Like I mean, that's right. it's all it comes down to. And his last one, my chances of beating Ritz at Boston this year. I have raced Dathan in the past, Midwest cross-country regionals in 1998, and I definitely don't want to go down 2-0 in my head-to-head races. This is probably my last chance to beat him in a race. Give me something positive. My marathon PR is 301.30. Well, there's a – well, so 50%, does he to, right? Yeah, I mean, he has to technically start the race in order for – Well, and finish. So what was your odds of finishing? Yeah, so, I mean, I said, he, I said Ritz basically had a 25% of finishing. Which yeah. maybe like if he starts the race, like there's probably not a fifty fifty chance he finishes. It's probably a little higher than that. But mm-hmm. um there's certainly yeah, there's at least there's at least that I mean, you can't get credit of racing someone if they don't start though, right? A DNS? Yeah, DNS doesn't count as a victory, but it, if someone DNFs, it does, I think. Sure. Yeah. I agree with that. Right? Okay. I agree with that. So so this is saying he's starting the race. So if he starts the race I'd say mm-hmm. that you have a like thirty five, forty percent chance of beating him. There you go. It's not bad. And that with should motivate one. You have a hundred percent chance of beating me in any race <laughs> ever. That should motivate you, Andy, in Korea. Let's go to Brian Wilson, not the Beach Boy. Yeah. Hey, guys, I didn't realize the rivalry I was getting into when I half-heartedly made the decision to run the University of Cincinnati Running Club optional 1600-3200 time trial. This is following up the email last week from Jay. I love it. Uh, But I feel obligated to continue the coverage for the season, as you should. Last week, our club traveled to the Cedarville University indoor track meet where we had the prestigious honor of racing against real-life D3 track athletes. As always, there were good and bad things about the organization of the meet. The good, every event started on time. That's right, every event started on wow. time. 
it's no small feat. Their field house is connected to their rec center, and all the treadmills are right next to the track, so athletes have the option of warming up on treadmills rather than going outside in the cold or running back and forth on the back stretch of the indoor track while the 60s were being run. I've never seen this before, but it was great. The bad, the mile and the 3K were back-to-back since obviously people wouldn't want to double in these events. Still, this didn't stop one of our club members from entering both events. New hardest double, oh. he asks. Wow. Yeah, definitely. That's... <laughs> Back-to-back? What's the logic there? Yeah, they're just trying to do that whole indoor workout thing, like RUP, you know? Yeah. You don't don't need to wait till after the meet to get a workout in. You just jump in another race. They ran an indoor 5K, which is fine, except the women's race consisted of four women, all all representing Cedarville, the host team. Just have a time trial on your own tomorrow, and let's get on with it. I was in the mile and jaded the 3K, so we didn't have a rivalry matchup this week, but I was on our 4x4 that broke our club record despite me splitting a crisp 60. Nice. Don't say despite. You need everybody there. You got to get four people to get the baton around. Of course, we didn't have an indoor record before, but our indoor record is now faster than our outdoor record. So we're set up for a solid season. Happy running. Brian Wilson, not the Beach Boy. P.S. Time trials don't count. I'm still 1-0 <laughs> against Jay. The rivalry continues. I love it. I love the rivalry. It's good. Um, yeah, and if, I mean, I'm, you know, hey, indoor 5K, already, you know, already long. But, like, if you have you know, three different schools represented in four athletes. Okay. Yeah. If you have this one school just doing it, I, you gotta get a mark and, it's, get the a ho- mark for... and it's the host school. That's, that's rough. Yeah. But you gotta get a mark, right? I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah, they can't send in their time trial mark. That's true. I'm blaming the other schools. Someone needs to step up and race Cedarville. It's true. The monopoly has gone on too long. Hashtag beat Cedarville. Yes. And Orkney. We got one here from David. He says, hey, y'all, big fan of the pod. I listened to the Farah versus Kipchoge episode, and I want to get your thoughts on this video off Mo's Instagram. He said, so the video is basically him doing a promotional thing for the London Marathon where he said, oh, you might have missed the deadline, but we'll get one lucky person to be entered in the race if you do whatever. I don't remember what it is you have to do. Something, mm. But he makes a video. Uh, he says, unfollow NN team at the end of the video. So NN is that is that Kipchoge group. Gotcha. Because um, you have to fo- He's like, follow blah, blah, blah. I don't remember who it is. And then he's like, un- and unfollow NN um, at the end of the video. But Kipchoge has never said anything like that about Mo's team. Did Mo read the Telegraph article and get it in his head that he can beat Kipchoge? I like Mo a lot. I'm trying not to belittle his running ability, but Kipchoge is simply on another level. Mo has no chance against him. That is David. Uh, I, so I, did you watch this video? I, I didn't. I should have. I'm, I'm yeah, well, well, it's re- it's real quick right now. Pulling it up right now here. Yeah, it's so. just it's just at the very end. Actually, can you just can you play the audio? Yeah. Yeah. As we wait for the audio. Hi guys, Mo here. There it is. I'm returning the Virgin Money London Marathon in April, and some of you I know entered and missed that. Um, but I'm giving somebody a chance to compete in the Virgin Money London Marathon in April with me. So all you got to do is follow the Mudana team, send me a direct message to see why should I give you a chance to run with me in the streets of London. You've got 24 hours till you send me a message. Uh, deadline's close in 24 hours. So send me a message, follow Mudana team, and unfollow NN team. It's all about Mudana team. Hi, guys. Oh. Okay, there it, is. it starts back over. Um, wow, okay. I like it. 
Yeah, he's I mean, of, he's sort of joking. He is. You could see him kind of, kind of smile with it a little bit. But he is, you know, he's trying to feed into it a little bit. But, um, I mean, you know, and he's right. Um, Kipchoge has never said anything about Mofera because. I don't know. He doesn't know Mofer exists or something. Well, he did, did say something about Mofer. He said his 205 was good <laughs> for a tactical race. <laughs> That's true. Which we, um, should never, we should never forget that he said that. because It's the greatest if, trash talk that probably wasn't even meant to be trash talk of all time. Right. If it wasn't meant to be trash talk, it's awesome because he watched that race and really has no concept that people are really trying for 205. And if it was trash talk, it was so slyly and sophisticated yeah. Like, just a total backhand compliment. It works on both levels, and I love it. I like this. I think it's funny. I don't, I mean, unfollow this person, follow that one. I mean, it's not... Not a big not, deal, but... It's not Suge Knight getting up at the Source Awards and saying, <laughs> you want a director that doesn't dance in the videos? I mean, it's not... We're, we're not at that level at all, thankfully. But it's, it's fun. Uh, yeah, I love the idea that Kipchoge is either, you know, like... Just this super, just obviously the the best marathoner ever, but all you know, and just super nice guy who who genuinely was you know saying something nice and like not realizing he was trash talking, or is this like diabolical, yeah, like, guy who's just like a just mastermind of tra- of trash talk, and like either way, it it he's he's the best. He's got the corkboard at his house too. Oh, a string, yeah, and the Polaroids. It's not just me. He's got one as well too, and he's <laughs> trying to figure out. Okay, how can I get in? How can I get in Mo Farah's head? To, to Farah's credit, he he plays this up. He could. It's in his benefit to downplay this stuff, because odds are he's not going to win. Yeah, but but he plays it up like a boxer, turning into this you know us versus them setup. He's not saying I just want to go out there and set a personal best and do my best. He wants yeah, to that's. Win. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, and he's he's like one of the greatest runners ever. Like, he should, like, it's it's. I have no problem with him doing it, even though he's not on the same level at all. Like, I still mm-hmm. think that's like a fun thing, and like, yeah, it wasn't done. You know, like like I said, he's kind of smiling, kind of you know, knows it's a joke. So I think it was good. I appreciate it, and good find there as well. Yeah, definitely. I, that one that one escaped me, and all trash talk needs to be flagged, CC to us. Did you see the story about the cougar and the mountain lion and the jogger who punched it? Yeah, you know, I, I saw it? this very, like, just barely in passing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. How are you with mountain lions, by the way? How am I with mountain lions? Yeah. Um, scared of them? Okay. I mean, all like, right. if I saw one in the wild, you know, like, I mean, if I saw one, you know, behind the had a cage or something i think i'd be okay but like uh yeah i think that's terrifying like if you're just running around and all of a sudden a mountain lion comes up do to you know you. what do you know what you're supposed to do when you see a mountain lion i don't know is that one of the ones where you're supposed to act big or uh mm-hmm. something like that yeah. okay don't run don't run act big and you, you make noise as well too right but yeah so there was this guy who was running near fort collins colorado saw the mountain lion it attacked the man, started biting him. Uh, and then what happened next will shock you. <laughs> he got him. Yeah. That, that, I mean, that is crazy. Like Suffocated I mean, it. Yeah, which, I mean, hey, if a wild animal is literally attacking you, mm-hmm. like, you do what you can to survive that, basically. Um, yeah, I just, 
that that's crazy to like survive that. I mean, I guess that's you know that's like those you know shark attack things. It's like punch mm-hmm. a shark in the face and then it goes away, and then you're just like, I, I can't imagine being in that scenario because I, I just think I would just die probably. Yeah, that's just the most likely scenario. Well, this website says you talk calmly and firmly to it, <laughs> and then back away. I can't even do that to my three year old. How would I possibly do this calmly to a mountain lion? Firmly, and then you back away slowly. Yeah, don't yeah, so don't run and you try to appear big. So you put your hand up or make your jacket big. Mm. And do you stop your watch in this scenario or not? Oh, that's a good point cuz it could and, and you know, it'll hurt your uh hurt your your fastest mark and you know. Your, you know, your FKT is all all <laughs> all out of whack now. I think that's the, the underrated element to the story. Yeah, pretty wild. I, I mean, that's absolutely crazy. I mean, they you know, I you know, it's an animal. I can't, you know, feel bad. I don't want to, animals to die either. But if it's literally, you know, you're fighting for your life there, I can't really fault anybody. All right, that's the show, I think. That's it. Yeah, it was a, it was a slightly little, little shorter one, but we had a long one last week, so. Balancing it out, houseofrun at gmail.com, the email address. So next week we'll recap. It's going to be a big weekend in, in indoors. Last week, a little slower. Uh, obviously, U.S. Cross was, was very fun to, to dissect. And that'll continue to be a story heading into the uh, World Cross Championships at the end of March. That'll bridge that gap in between indoor and the and the beginning, the real meaningful meets of outdoor. So next week, next week should be pretty good. Maybe we'll know more about Bolt. Maybe we'll know even less. Maybe we'll, the first thirty minutes will be about Bolt instead of the first fifteen. <laughs> Maybe those of you who wanted an escape from that, after years and years of endless Bolt speculation, will stop listening to the show. Who knows? Yeah, I, th- I mean everybody. But we're on Spotify, it, right? so who cares? What <laughs> I said, everyone's excited about it, though. Even if even if you're not a Bolt fan, you got to be. Yeah, excited. yeah, you can always do that 15 second skip thing. Right. Yeah, and like like I said, it'll probably by. I'm gonna post this soon, but it'll probably all be irrelevant by the time I post this. All right, let's stop now. Let's post it real quick, super quick. Yes, let's it's go. Happening. Bolt's coming back. Book it. We'll be back next week. Jessica Ennis, Usain Bolt has made his return. Maybe. Hopefully. Possibly. Now it's Eaton's turn. <laughs>